Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Siakam the slam! CJ the Welcome, welcome, welcome to Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast feed. That's All that. Raptors over everything. And then on YouTube, like, subscribe there as well. Press every button. Every <laughs> single one. Every button every that got one. anything to do yeah. with this show, you press it and you will be rewarded by our genius talk. <laughs> Sometimes pressing <laughs> buttons can be bad. Pressing the buttons of a person. Uh, However, in this case, it is a good case, idea. It is a very good idea. How are we doing? I'm great, man. I'm doing good. You know, got the workout in. You know, yeah. Can't complain. 4 a.m. I'm going to work out after this podcast. That's my idea because I'm you know, more of a 4 p.m. as opposed to. I was about to say, here you go. You know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm an early bird, so I get it. Yeah. Today was decent, though. 945. That's that's humanly. That's, that's, not, that's not psychotic. Yeah. Because everybody true. likes to. People think I'm crazy, but that's not psychotic. They call you psychotic? Some people have, you know. Yeah. Some people have. But I've been called a lot of things. Not all I'm of sure, them true. I'm sure you. I'm sure you. <laughs> not all. Not all <laughs> of them true. Player. Not all of them true. Some of them slightly true. Some of them I yeah. used to be. Some uh-huh. of them I'm not yet. But you know, it is what it is. What it is. Calling someone psychotic seems like a bit of a low blow. That's like a different level of disrespect to me. I however. take. I take it as it definitely seems like crazy because you can't do it. That's what I take it yeah. as. Like you know what I mean. You calling me psychotic is just because your brain is not reached. The thought space that I'm See, in, you're wired I, differently. That's yeah, the way you take it. That's the way I take it. And then I think you're crazy for not thinking this way. So we both in the same boat. Like, yeah, my boat's just moving faster. And you both walk away thinking you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everybody's good. Ego's still intact. <laughs> okay, so the Raptors, uh, we know where they're at right now. They got six games remaining. They're about to start this five game road trip. We are recording on Thursday. Yes. They play the 76ers tomorrow. Then it's a five game road trip. Then they finish out the season against the Milwaukee Bucks, who I would assume will be resting most of their players. So all these games at this point, um, they matter quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I thought with CJ, you know, with his experience, 16, 17 years in the, in the NBA, right? 17. Yeah, it was 16, yeah. and then I did the 10 day. So I was in it for seven. No, 17, 17, 17. 17. 17. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, hey, hey. We're going to say it's 17. Yeah, we're going to take 17. Yeah. <laughs> 17 years in the NBA, you've seen some SHIT. And you probably know that, you know, Good when teams are gearing up for the playoffs, whether, I mean, the plane wasn't around when you were around, but uh, <laughs> there is a bit of, uh, you're, you're starting to climb now. You want to know what your identity is, and you're looking at these last few games in a different way than probably you did the previous one. So with that in mind, um, I want to get your take on what teams are doing a little bit differently than maybe they were doing earlier on the season just to get themselves perfect mm-hmm. for playoff time. Uh, the biggest thing is rotations. Like you start shortening them, start yeah. sharpening them. I know the Raptors, they, the starters play a lot already and you start, but like you start trying to figure out, you know, what how we really tighten this thing up, who we can really lean on and then you try to get them even more reps to prepare them for the playoffs because it's going to be eight guys, maybe nine. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to be seven. So 
one, I got to get these guys in even better game shape because it's, the rotation is going to shorten, so I need to get them a little bit more minutes. I don't want to run them into the ground, but I need to pick a space now where I can start getting them ready. So then that, you know, when we're, if we know where we're going to be, I can rest them a little bit at the end of the season, right before the playoffs. But right now we got to really tighten this thing up and push. And as far as strategic-wise, we're looking at different things we can try and use. Maybe if there's some new plays you want to add some wrinkles to, we start adding them. I know that's Nick is, you know, he's the the tinker master. So yeah. anything he can add, he starts kind of like introducing that type stuff and putting out a little bit to see how it works against defenses. Same thing on the defensive side. Start playing around with little things, especially when you start looking at who we might be matched up with in the playoffs. So it's it's better to get practice at it live in a game than us scripting it. Because scripting mm-hmm. is fine, and I put it on your mind, but if you know what's coming – then it's kind of hard. So if I put it in a game setting where the team has got to react and it's not my own players, it's a little better practice, if you say. Um, yeah. But And then, like, the other thing is just really getting the bodies ready, getting guys really understanding um, what, what we're pushing towards, the intentions on everybody. Like, the intentional part is the biggest part. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's role is intentional. What we're trying to do has to be intentional. We have to know what we want. What is the goal? Now we can make intentional decisions. Sure. For the Raptors, like they have to, you know, get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so each of these games now is its own little playoff in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Does that, how does that change how a team or coach would approach it? Because like, you don't want to, I mean, or maybe you do want to empty the bucket in each game just to try and get that W. Mm-hmm. Like the 76ers game coming up, like, you know, Nick would try a lot of things, but yeah. maybe I mean, how much do you go into that when that could be your first round matchup? The sense, uh, the sense of urgency has got to be great because if that could be the first round matchup, you definitely want to win the game. Yeah. Like I definitely want to put it on your mind that mm-hmm. if when you see us yeah, and you got to see us for these seven games, that it's not going to be, you're not going to roll in there with this ultimate confidence. Sure. Going to put some fear in you. So now the pressure's on you. It's not on us. The role we had to do to get here. We, 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 we everything's you know we just living we just playing hard you know yeah but that's the also the blessing of the situation the raptors are in is that our switch is on already that's like, important we've seen that my, before yeah, yeah my switch so now i hit the playoffs running yeah i'm not one of those teams that's trying to get that has to get ready for the playoffs when the playoffs start like guys have been mm-hmm. resting and you've been trying to save them you're trying to i know that's good too in, in a way but like when we hit this thing running and we in a groove and we didn't have we have been sitting down for a week and a half before that first game in the playoffs and all of that. Sure. Like that's different. Like I'm in a I'm in a state of flow that can carry into this where it don't matter. And it's dangerous. Hmm. And now I'm addicted to that feeling. Like I'm I'm in such a, a place where it's like this is the only way I know how to do it right now. Yeah. Only 150. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The Raptors now, I mean, they're they're at this spot, uh, unfortunately, because of their own actions because of their own losses but you feel good about you know what they are right now and what they could be next season and uh there's going to be some obviously huge decisions uh on the front office side of things but uh you know now with this team the starting lineup i mean i think they're like a plus 13 point differential um this season when uh, since yacht got there and that's obviously a great number but you know, as a team that especially going into a play-in situation or even you know a playoff round hopefully they get there you still know the flaws of the team that still is three point shooting. And even the game the other day where, you know, they're dealing with the Miami heat and they played really well. I mean, that was one of the, like the, the best games I've seen the Raptors play like from top to bottom. Granted, Jimmy's not there, but 
the attention to detail and the pace that they played with and the decisiveness, which you've talked about a lot is mm-hmm. like, are some of the keys to, to being a good team that was there, but the three point shooting still wasn't. And, you know, Gary's not there. That's obviously, you know, part of this, but I mean, how do you, how do you mask that? Right. Because like against the Miami heat, it was easier I and mean, they're playing a lot of zone and uh, the Raptors were simply taller than almost every single person on the court. And they're just <laughs> Throwing that Project, ball around, no problem. Project six nine, short passes, and I'm not sure what the Miami Heat are doing, man. But they're they're team on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't separate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't it's know. very strange. But you know, against some uh, some bigger teams, right? Like those passes and those angles are going to be the same. They're going to be harder, and the attention to detail is going to be better with some of the other mm-hmm. teams, and they're going to have uh, you know better rim protection. Like as soon as you get mm-hmm. a damn away from the basket, that's <laughs> that basket's yeah, yeah, yeah. open <laughs> with yeah, the Miami it's Heat. A lay, it's a layup line. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a difficult question to, to answer. I mean, but I mean, that's probably something no. that the Raptors are thinking about. Yeah. So, no, it's just you approach every game like you did that one. Like, yeah, it's going to be harder, but then it's like, okay, what's the weakness of this next team? Yeah. And we, and we attack it. So, like, we knew mm-hmm. we had the size advantage. We get Bam away from the rim and we attack the rim with him on a perimeter. Yeah. The next team might have a great rim protector, but they're not good with the screen and roll. They're not good at off-ball screens. They try to switch a lot of things. You might be able to slip. There's gaps. Whatever, it's a lot of film, and it's intention. Like I was saying, like now, like especially my starters, like my man guys, they're in shape. They got rhythm. They know where their shots is coming from. There's a little bit of change since y'all get there, but we know all that. Let's be intentional about how we use that. We know what Mm -hmm. the weapons are. We know what guys can do and do well. Now, we had the whole season to figure this out. Even if a guy is struggling a little bit, we know what he does well still. It's going to come around. Like, that's why, like, I used, I talked about it before. When I was, my, my, that first year I was in Toronto, going into the playoffs, people were, I was in like a little bit of a, a rut. I was in a slump, they like to call it. But you weren't. <laughs> exactly. This is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, we still know yeah. what I do. So we're going to approach it and we're going to use it. Mm. And when it's time, you're going to do what you're supposed to do if you prepare, if you're preparing yourself. And that's, I went into the playoffs, no problem shooting the ball when I got in the playoffs. Like, that's just what, that, that was just what was happening at that time. Like, wasn't worried about that so that's the way we got to approach it like let's i don't want to speak nobody's name and go into a slump right now but let's just say somebody on another team <laughs> is having a slump <laughs> we are we still treat them we still remind them what they do and we get them opportunities to get their confidence yeah. in these spots so they can see it and visualize it that's all that matters we put them in position what we're gonna do with cj now is he's gonna help me I mean, uh, you've heard this podcast, you, you've been listening to it, so you know how much we talked about roles and the level yeah. of acceptance required to be successful mm-hmm. um, within a team construct. And uh, since the Yaka Pearl trade, I think it's fair to say that the roles are a little bit more defined. Um, mm-hmm. So within that, you know, I want to ask CJ uh, about the seven players that I think are certainly going to play in that uh, play-in game. And then from there... He's going to help me define what their role is and how they can level up, or maybe it's even just being a little bit more consistent at it or whatever the case is. But we're going to talk through that and go through how these players can help the Raptors be a little bit better um, within the a play-in game or within a playoff game. So let's start from the top, the head of the snake, Pascal Siakam. Okay. So what is his role? And yeah, let's start there. What What's Pascal's role to you? He's the guy. Um, and we know that, so I know that I don't want to make it sound like I don't want to just say that. Like I know yeah. he's our guy, he's our all star, he's our leading scorer, he's our go to. But I think the biggest thing that he's got to be is the closer. Like, mm. and he's got to be the guy when I need it, I can depend on. Him. What and and that's not even I shouldn't even say closer. It should be any point in the game. If it looks like the team's trying to get away from us, they go on a run. I need him to score eight for me. 
Yeah. I need to be able to throw it to him and he go get a bucket or he make the plays that, that stop that from getting away from us. Or yeah. if we got a chance to extend the lead, I need to be able to go to him and he score eight in a row and turn it from 12 to 18 or 20, yeah. whatever. I need, I need, I need him to understand that and carry that confidence and be that weapon that it's like, ain't nothing they can do with me. Like, that's what he got to be. He got to be mm-hmm. that guy now. That's his, that, because he's the one. He's the one that brings that. Like that's he's the one that really and has done that consistently. That, that's what makes him a star. So the biggest thing with these roles is the thing that you bring to the table that nobody else brings, that's what you gotta be first now. That's what you gotta be first. So when we go, I don't mean to get ahead of you. So like we go, I don't know who you're gonna say next. You, I mean, you can say the next person if you want to. <laughs> like, I don't want to get fast, <laughs> Let's go, so. Fred. We'll go, Fred. We'll go, Fred. So like, yeah, obviously him and Pascal are the leaders, but he's my vocal guy. Yeah, he's my guy with the ball. He's the one that's got his pe- hands on the game, his face on the game. And there's going to be some nights where he's going to end up being a closer because of the matchups, because of the things. But for the main part, he's got to have his hands on that game as far as like the feel and the pace, understanding where it's got to go, understanding his shots and what he got to do, keeping guys happy. He's got to, that's what he brings to this thing. He, he sees it differently. Sure. The way he sees the game is what he, what makes him the guy right for them. So he's got to see it clearly. He's got to come into it intentionally looking at it like, this is my matchup. Tonight, I might only need to score 12 points or shake open threes. And tomorrow, yeah. I might need to score 35. But he's got to be as aggress- like aggressive to make the right play as possible. Like, And that doesn't mean mm-hmm. to shoot it, but it's just aggressive. Like, he's got to be a terror. Like, yeah. I saw the, uh, the Bucks coach. Uh, he was talking about he's a handful. That was the words he used from. He's got to be a handful every night. Yeah, they tried to do the switch. They tried to get him on the post. Kevin Love in the post on him. He strips it down. Nope, 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 nope. Take nope, his nope, head. Nope, nope. I gotta let you know. Like, and they gotta know that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta be yeah. a handful. Like, I gotta let you mm-hmm. know whatever you throwing at me, yeah. it is it, not working. No sure. weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's what it gotta be. You shall not pass. However you want to put it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gotta be hard to have a feel for a game when you're in the game. You know. That's got to be tough. Like you, you want to, you want to leverage your, you know, your inane ability, your intelligence mm-hmm. to utilize uh, all the matchups and your experience and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, you probably have to step back for a second. It's like, what am I seeing and what's happening? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. That's the thing that is, I admire about the great point guards, like that they train that part to become part of their instinct. Ooh. You know what I mean? They train Ooh. that part of their mind so they don't have to take the step back. It's like yeah. they see something once. It's like, oh, I know what they're doing. I got it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. now it's not even, it's like, it's just this. That's why Kyle was so good when I was there. Like, he had, he was like, okay, I see what they're doing. I got it. Or he would come out after watching film and and know how he was going to get me my first shot when I checked in the game. Before I got in the game. Yeah. He'd already know. He's like, I'm going to swing it. I'm going to set this back screen. You're going to be wide open. And he'd just do it. He wouldn't tell you. He'd just do yeah. it. Yeah. He was like, I knew yeah. he was gonna make that. That's what he would say to me. I knew he was gonna make that. I knew he was gonna get that shot. Like he he already yeah. knew. Like, like, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. He trained it by training his mind, watching the film is what I mean by intent. I know what's going on already. So now I don't have to think about it in the game. It's my approach. My yeah. approach is to be ready so I can just be a weapon. I can just be sharp. There's a difference between, you know, getting in your own bag because you know that these are the things that I mean, the obvious answer is is, is be good at everything, but there's a difference mm-hmm. between, you know utilizing your skills, 100%. you know, making that most of it versus exposing another team, 100%. you know, 
again, another thing probably really hard to balance is how do you ensure that you're getting the best out of yourself, but also mm -hmm. you also have to expose the other team at the same time. And maybe just maybe those aren't your best attributes or you're not yeah. the best at that. Right. And that's, that's the way I was about to, you got to know yourself. So tonight, tonight, the game we playing, let's just say we playing, and no matter who we playing, but let's just say we playing tonight and I know their weaknesses, the mm -hmm. team's weaknesses. Whoever the person that is the best to attack their weaknesses is where the ball go. Yeah. And that's and that's me being the best version of myself because I'm getting it to the right place. That's the right play. That's what the mm -hmm. best version of me is, is making the right play. That means I care about winning. Right. And I'll be rewarded for that because when we attack the weaknesses and all that, they, they got to make some adjustments. And then a weakness shows up somewhere else. And now it's me. Yeah. Now I get to attack it. But first, we attack the weakness that's glaring, the one we know. He mm -hmm. can't guard him. Give him the ball. Yeah. And then it's on that guy's job to execute. Because I know you better and you got to execute because if you don't do your job, then none of this is going to work. If you can't take advantage of the bad matchup, yeah. like, like it's the Martin Luther King quote. I cannot be like, I cannot be who I ought to be until you, until you are who you ought to be. Hmm. Meaning the better you are, the better we are. The better I am, the better we are. That's that that's that's the way this go. That's a team. That's teamwork. Yeah. And I mean, I guess easier said than done, right? <laughs> no, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because there's so many things that go into this. Like yeah, you got yeah. your own pride, you got your own contract, you got your own situation that you bringing into this, and it's you got to get and right? your ability, you, and you believe yeah. in your ability as you should because you work on it. Yeah. And you might be, and you might be a decent mid range shooter. But if there's a better one, I'm not saying don't believe in what you do, but if there's a better one and the goal is to win a championship, if he shoot 80% and you shoot 70, I'm going 80. Sure. I'm going to – and don't get me wrong, I'm great. I'm glad that you shoot 70 because at some point you're going to be open too. But for now, I'm going to the 80. I don't mm. care if it's 72 and 70. I'm going to the 72 because this is about winning now. And winning cures all that other bull that you worried about too. Mm -hmm. That that situation, that contract, that team, that what everybody sees. That we ain't even got to your actual skill set yet. We just know what your mindset is because yeah. the winning is the mindset in the league. I mean, so then I mean, within that, then so there's a few players on the Raptors that like this is going to be a pivotal off or postseason for them because of mm -hmm. that very reason. Uh -huh. So with Pascal becoming the guy um mm -hmm. he's had his ups and downs over the past you know a little while once they got yak i mean i don't want to go down that path we know the story right yeah. um but i don't know like the the mid-range as fred said today at practice he's like that's the jumper is the key right mm -hmm. he, he still believes he's an all nba player that's what this is fred saying today he's like he's now all nba player for sure he's like but the jumper is the thing that's gonna make him a solidified top five if mm -hmm. you're Pascal Siakam and you know this is what's critical, right? The mid-range, being able to get that three-point shot off. His three-point shot has dipped a little bit, his percentages at least. You know, they're around 25% over the past, like, you know, uh, 20 games or so. Um, and before that, he was around 35. What are you doing to ensure that, and whatever way you can, is it that you're leveled up and ready to go with whatever is coming at you? Is it's it mental. It's just mental. Yeah, it's film and it's mental because we know he works. I'm not worried yeah. about the work side. I know he's getting sure. his shots up. I know he's going to be in shape. I know he's going to be ready physically. It's just mental because you've done everything that you're going to do. Everything that you're going to do in the next whatever amount of games is left, you've already done it a million times. Think about that. Yeah. So physically, your body knows what to do. You just mm -hmm. have to be mentally sharp and intentional. Like I keep saying that word, but that's what this is at at this point. It's intentional. 
I know what we want. I know what I need to do. That's what this is about. Like, there's nothing new coming physically. Like, they might, they're going to try some tricks defensively. They're going to try some different double teams from different spaces. They're going to try to force you maybe a different way. Just watch that and be sharp. Yeah. They can't, they can't make you take a shot that you can't make. You can make every shot. We know that. Every type of shot that's in your bag, you know, you know how to get to it. You know how to make it. You just have to show them that whatever they think is a weakness that you was ready for. It. So now it's a strength. You just be ready for it. That's all yeah. it is. Like they think it's a weakness because people can't stop you from going right. They think you going left is a weakness because you don't have to. That's why you work. That's why you prepare for everything. Yeah. They think you can't handle a double team. Like it's just because you haven't double teamed me yet. I knew, I know I'm prepared. I knew it was coming. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm just waiting on you to do it. So that's, that's, that's where it got to go. Like it's just being prepared, which he will be. Like anybody that said he want to be top five, the only way you get there is being prepared. It's a bunch of guys with a skill level. Sure. They're just not prepared to take on the other things. Mental burden. Yeah. Yeah. They're not mentally strong enough for it. There's a lot of guys that can do yeah. a lot of things on a basketball court. Athletically, all that. The only thing that's separating them is a the mental capacity. This might be that actually, if we're talking like who's got the biggest postseason ahead of them, not to get into whole like this is who has the most pressure, but Pascal could silence a lot of critics in this changes playoff here. He it changes like, everything because you got to think because now he shows himself as a winner in a different light. Because remember, yeah. like we're talking about um, Rose and being prepared, being prepared like Freddie and Pascal were great players before. Right. Yeah. What gets them to their status, what changes everybody's outlook on them and gets them paid is winning. This is why I say winning cures all. They could be doing all those great things and not winning and they're not they don't get the rewards of that. Winning mm -hmm. is what gets them to where they are. Winning is what makes you an all-NBA. Sure. The MVP is not the dude that scores the most points. It's the dude that's most valuable on a winning team. Mm -hmm. There's no team that's last in the league that has an MVP. He could average 40. That's it. That's why you know winning will cure all these yeah. things that you got to worry about. So if, if you understand that, play your role on a winning team. Yeah. Even that will get you a bigger role if you end up on another team. Because now they look at you in a different light. They look at you like, okay, we see what he can do, but he's just got Pascal that he's playing with, so he can't do that all the time. So we want to bring him here to expand his role. Have you seen Pascal struggle a little bit? Maybe this is my own like, observations. Have you seen him struggle a little bit to get his mid-range off against players that are a little closer to his height? I know it's harder, obviously it is because the person's yeah. taller, but has that, is that a mental thing? Because he can still get the shot off with his wingspan, mm -hmm. um, jumping ability, athleticism, the shot can still mm -hmm. get off, right? Yeah. That's half the battle. He has that. Yeah. But what would be the difference between, you know, executing it, finishing it versus not when perhaps a player is 6'8 versus 6'4, six, 6'5? Six, it's just him getting, being comfortable with that. Like we talk about like how Kobe was and how like a lot of great guys was when we felt like they missed shots. It wasn't really anything that I did. Like, yeah. like I just yeah. was making sure I was there, like, mm. and like the defender's gonna be there, like, and length length is gonna bother anybody. It's gonna change you a little bit, and so like now it's like why not? So now you know they're gonna put length on you, so we just go practice all the shots with length. We don't even think about the six four guy. So I'm gonna shoot it the same way whether you six four or you six ten. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get to. That's one of the things that's impressive about Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in front of him, who's around. The shot is the same shot. Yeah, when he hit that step back over Brooke Lopez uh, yeah. in the game, the Raptors actually lost. But like, I'm just like, how did he do that's that? Why, that's why he makes shots. 
because he shoots the ball the same way. And the, and the arc on his shot and the way he shoots it allows him – he doesn't have to change it against Brick Lopez because mm. I was going to shoot with this arc anyway. So, like, you just got to that, – that's the thing that got to be a reminder when you go into your work is that I need to be practicing things that are unguardable no matter who's guarding me. At this point, for Pascal especially, because I'm going to get a bunch of different looks. So why practice thinking, okay, this time the guy's 6'4", next time he's 6'9". Like, no, we're going to mm. practice like the dude is seven foot every time. So now it doesn't matter. I'm prepared for every situation that's thrown in. The mid-range is obvious. I mean, that's, I'm happy that uh, we talked about it. But the three-point shot, its uh, he's hes averaging around 4.4, 4.3 right now per mm-hmm. game. And I think he needs to shoot threes, um, yeah. especially when once the Raptors get into that Yak and Fred pick and roll. And I love the, the style that they're able to play now, that they have that, but also they can do what they did against Miami when they mm-hmm. need to, which is just we're going to bully you with OG and Scotty and Pascal. You want some variety with your offense. But uh, with this three-point shot now, there was a play against the Heat where, you know, Yak, uh, Fred got doubled and then he had a pocket pass to Yak and then Pascal cut from the opposing baseline towards the rim and he hit that. He was open from the corner, but he decided to cut towards the rim. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not always going to be available because that was like, that was wide open, but mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. And uh, mm-hmm. I like the idea of him just because it's a higher percent shot, obviously, but also it keeps him engaged and like in the exactly. mindset of let's get to the rim. Yeah. That's what the cutting does. That that cut the cut lets you know he's engaged. Like they yeah. saw that he was open instead of just waiting. If somebody saw him, they'll throw it. If they don't, I made myself available in a high percentage space. Like it lets you know he's seeing what's going on. And then there's going to be another time, like you said, it's not going to be a cut. The higher, higher side is going to be for me to catch it in his three point corner and yeah. make this shot. Like, being engaged was going to allow you to do that. Oh, that. That's that's really all that is. Yeah. Defensively, I mean, he uh, he can turn it on when he needs to, right? And uh, I think over the past few seasons, he has struggled or he's learning about how do you pace yourself in an NBA game. Before it was easier, right? When he's younger, he, yeah, play I'm defense. That's your role. Play defense, run like the wind, we're good. But now you got to <laughs> yeah. be able to do both and you got to make sure that you got that extra level of energy, yeah. you know, for the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Now that the Raptors have a bit more depth, a little bit more depth, he can play 36, 37 minutes yeah. a game. And, you know, granted, playing game, depending on how things go, he may end up back doing yeah. 40. And that's, and that's not his role now. And everybody else has got to understand that. So the Freddie and Scotty got to understand that that's not Pascal's role now. That's y'all's role. Mm. That's y'all's job now. Like not saying Pascal gets to take defense off, but like you got to submit to your role and understand yeah. if he's going to be my closer, then I need to lock this dude up. So he ain't got it. was so always I, an off ball defender. <laughs> exactly. So I, so, so I don't have to depend on him to be a yeah. closer on for every, I, I can't depend on him to do everything. Yeah. So like, like, OG's not, no offense to OG and Scotty, but they're not my closers, right? They're not the, they're not my closers, so they got to understand. Have role. They have and they have vital roles, but they're yeah, not my yeah. closer. They yeah. have to understand that. So I need to protect my closer by playing my role throughout the game. I need to be locking up first. Let that dictate everything else. When I got mismatches, I need to be able to punish them. I need to be able to score in the post and the things I got. So I ain't got to depend on Pascal to score the whole game. Also, because that's another part too, defensively mm-hmm. and. Having to put him to score the whole game is taking away legs too at the end. So if he's my closer, I need to make sure we create a rhythm of the game and space in the game for him to keep his rhythm without having to do a bunch of work, but also take some load off him. So at the end of the game, we can depend on that. Yeah. 
and it is and it is suffering for them too because also I have to create my own rhythm. To so I have to be aggressive throughout the game so he's more valuable as a closer too because now there's less health. So if I'm aggressive throughout the game and I've been a weapon too. OG's made four threes. Scotty's been killing his matchup. He's been he's made a couple shots, scoring at the rim, doing a, or crashing the glass. I yeah. can't go help because I got to be able to box Scotty out. I yeah. can't go help because OG's made four threes. So now Pascal is one-on-one, and we know how that's going. I'm not leaving Freddie. Freddie's been making his shots and making plays. Mm-hmm. Yach's man is not leaving the rim because this, this is not that, – that'd be stupid. Like, he can't, he can't move his feet. So, like, now we've created this space. We've created an environment. Like, we, it's like we made the soil good for the, for the seed to grow. Like, you know what I mean? Like – yeah. And that's where that's why the roles are so important and the intention and, and everybody understanding their roles and submit to them. And it's OK. Like he's only able to be a closer because of what you've done throughout the game. Don't yeah. be so caught up in they say his name. The media say his name at the end of the game. Who cares? Everybody's going to call you a champion when we get the ring. Mm-hmm. We all get the same name when we win it. Everybody's champion. They can say whatever they want right now, but everybody is. NBA champion when it's all said and done. Yeah. Understand that. Even the dudes that don't play, they got a yeah. role. I'm still a champion. I play. And just because you're just because it don't manifest in the way that people get to talk about it and make me this or that does not mean I do not have a role. They're not in the locker room. They're not in practice. They're not in shoot around. Mm-hmm. They didn't hear me whisper in his ear in the time matter what's been going on, something that he might have missed. Well, I switched to Freddie now. Um, yeah. And he's got his own. He's got his own role. You touched on it a little bit already, but uh, in point blank, what do you think Fred's role is on on this team? What's his job? El Capitan, like I was saying, like he he yeah. he's steering the ship. Yeah, he's keeping people accountable. He rewarding them for their work with the ball or in plays and doing things like that. And he's and he's got a he understands like when it's time to call my number too. Hmm. He's got to be the the he's got to have the most discernment, you know what I mean. Yeah. He's got to be in the most control. He's got to make sure when the when the water get you know rocky that he 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 take the helm. Like that's what yeah. he got to do. That's his job. Like some nights that's gonna be him. Like I said, scoring thirty five. That's him being like, all right, come on now, calm down. I got it. Yeah. And some nights he's gonna be making sure I keep getting the right person the ball. They trying to hide somebody defensively, and I know that. So if I attack Pascal's matchup four times and they switch, I'm going to go to OG because they put the guy. It's not Pascal. It's the matchup and understanding that. And then the other guys got to understand that, too. Like, you can't be mad because you hot or or because you made a couple shots when we attacking a matchup. We're not. It's not about you. It's the matchup. Mm. What I like about what he's been doing lately, especially since they got Yak, is that he has become a bit of a tone setter. Like the first quarter, he comes out guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's trying to solidify that this is how we're going to play today. Mm-hmm. And let's continue it. However, when the matchups present itself and it's not the Yak and Fred pick and roll, he's not the score. Somebody else has to do their job mm-hmm. now. But at the same time, he's now depending on them in a way to set the tone. Like we were just so saying. How, yeah, so how do you balance that? Because what if those players, maybe they're not setting it the proper way. Maybe they just miss four shots in a row. The other team goes on an 8-0 run. All of a yeah. sudden, it's 10 nothing, and you're like, damn. <laughs> you know? Like, so, it's, it's No, no, but it's, it's like we talked about, like, we talked about this before a while back. Like, some making the right play does not always end up in a bucket. Yeah. 
like from for me, like if I make the right pass and the guy misses a dunk, that doesn't mean it wasn't the right pass. Mm. And that's part of the game. Like we're gonna miss some shots some night. But I, I'm gonna go to that guy and be like, look, you gotta make this shot. We're not gonna win this game. That goes back to everybody playing their roles. Like, you gotta make your shot. That's your role. You the yeah. shooter, you gotta make this shot. When I check in the game and we run some plays and we get if we get you clean looks, you gotta make the shot. Yeah. Or you have no reason to be in the game if that's the only thing you bring to the table. Mm. And you can't be upset if we take you out of the game because you ain't doing your role. Like, I was never upset about being taken out of the game when I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I never looked at the game that way. Like, if I was getting clean looks and I was missing them, and I got, I know why I got taken out of the game. Like, we got to oh, put something. got to say a word to you. <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta put somebody in that position that's going to execute because yeah. the goal is to win, not keep you happy. Yeah. You want to be happy, do your job. And the points are coming from that spot. From that spot. So I got to yeah. put somebody in that spot yeah. that's going to execute. And that's not to say I won't try you again because I believe in your, in your skill set. But right now, this is the weakness we got to exploit. So I got to take you out. You go get your mind right, get some water, do whatever you got to do. We'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. But until we able to execute that weakness, we're not going to be able to win this game because they're going to keep pushing us to you and you're going to be 0 for 10 or 1 for, 9, 1 for 10, whatever. I need you to be 4 for 10 at least. So coaches and a Fred in this case would be the one that would say – it's time to switch. Yeah, because right? that's what the point guard is, right? The point guard is the yeah. extension of the coaching staff, but the game plan. That's the point guard's main film. number one job. More, sorry. Yeah. They're, I'm getting a little excited here. They're watching more film, right? They're watching more film than probably the, the shooting guard, power forward center. They're watching film in a different way. Um, yeah, they watch it in a different way. I think everybody's watching film. I think everybody's got to watch it um, yeah. to an extent of like to see what you, what you can't, to see it from the outside, like the big eye from the sky type, so you can see mm -hmm what reactions your movements cause. Because sometimes you can't, there's a lot of plays you make where you can't see, you can't see everything. So if I'm going to pick and roll and I'm trying to turn the corner and the big is in my face, I can't see what the defense is doing. But if I come into the game already knowing what they're doing, that's why I'm able to make these passes that seem blind. Some people think they're blind passes. Like, no, I know if the big is high that they got to rotate extra. So I know my guys in that corner open. I just got to find a way to get the ball to the corner. Mm -hmm. I don't have to necessarily be able to see him. I just know he's over there. San Antonio was the, how big the how how high the big is going to show. Exactly. Or I, if, if I know double, yeah, they're going to yeah, if they're going to trap or if there's going to be a late, yeah, yeah they're going to. Yeah. It's like step into the line and you see quarterbacks call an audible, like they see what they about to do already. So we're not mm -hmm. running the play I call now. Yeah. Or or yes, we're running the play because I know he's coming off this corner on this blitz. I already know. This is why. Uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, all these dudes were so good because they stepped to the line. They was like, oh, I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right. Like, they wouldn't even, uh -huh. sometimes they weren't even caught in plays in the huddle. They would just go, they would just get to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, oh, all right, he coming. He's shifting, whatever. Omaha, blase, 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 first down or a touchdown. That's all I know, too. Omaha, Omaha. Yeah. And that's just the setup to tell you, like, oh, I'm about to mess you up. Like, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's all that means. With Freddie, that he's uh, I, I sent this out a few days ago that uh, since February 1st, he is shooting 68% at the rim and his career high on the season. Uh, well, his career high overall is 58% at the rim in a season, and that is this season. But since February 1st, 68%. Now, I would imagine Yak, Yak's present has been a factor in that, but at the same time, like he's gotten very crafty around the rim. 
Um, you can tell he's been watching that earlier season. Yeah, yeah. You can right? tell he's been watching yeah, film and yeah. he's been he's been looking at it and saying like, all right, this is what they're doing. This is what mm-hmm. I can do better. This is also this is why I was we were talking about like people when they were, remember when people were worried. Whenever that was, I don't even remember how long ago that was. I don't even remember. It the wasn't time, that long was, ago. I got you. And everybody was just yeah, like, yeah, 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 on his head. Like I was like, bro, you do not like. This is why basketball is able to be compared to life because this is how both of them go. Like we're gonna talk about the end result. You're gonna talk about it at the end of this, like at the, at the after 82 games. Say I'm shooting 44 percent from the three point line, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Like we're gonna get to the end of the year, and you're like, man, he had a great year. And there's gonna be three weeks, four weeks of that time. I'm gonna shoot 28 percent from the three point. Yeah, gonna happen, and there's gonna be four weeks I shoot seventy percent. I'm gonna go a month of shooting fifty five percent. Like I know the numbers are not like because there's so much that goes into the game. The way defenses are playing me, the way the type of shots I'm getting might change. I might get two weeks where I'm getting nothing but corner three standstill. I'm making all of those, and then the next defenses we might face might be running you off all type of stuff, and the bigs might be higher and. So, or you're just having a little tough time getting as many shots. So you mm-hmm. go over three one night, over four one night, over like it's not even like the best quality of shots. These things happen. You make adjustments and you execute. That's the game. That's life. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, and a lot of it is like there are things that you're probably an average person isn't really privy to. They don't understand, you know. The point guard is the reason why perhaps a a few possessions haven't gone the way that they should. It may be, be because you know a player didn't do something right, but all at the same time, as the El Capitan in a different way, as like a, as the point guard, you are asked to snuff that stuff out before it even happens. You got to yeah. know, right? There's a certain weight on you because it's it's like if we on a fast break, and I got um say I got uh Yak and Gary Trent running with me, or they're ahead of me. And I want to get the ball ahead. I'm not going to throw the ball to Yak at half court to have to handle it and mm-hmm. make the pass. Like, that's my fault if that's a turnover comes in that position. I'm going to throw it to the guard up ahead, let him make the better play. I'm going to throw it to the better ball handler. If I throw it to Yak, no disrespect yeah. to Yak, and he has to make an in and out move and try to figure out how to do Now I put him in a position that he's not supposed mm-hmm. to be in. That's my fault. It's even tempo, too. Like, when are you getting into your sets? I found way too often. I don't even blame the Fred. I'm just saying in general, the Raptors, like they're getting into their half court sets too late. 14 seconds too late. on the shot clock. You got to be in your set, jog mm-hmm. up the court, get into it by like 18. Get there and get things moving. You just wasted, you know, four or five seconds, right? And those are valuable for a team that isn't a great half court team. Not yet, and at it, least. Exactly. But this is part of the reason why they're not a good half court team. Because they can't mm-hmm. even get into their things to switch the ball side to side and yeah. get some real fluidity. Because now we got to get into a pick and roll or an ISO right away. Like once it switched, once it goes to one person and then to another, now I'm at nine seconds. That's not good. Unless you know where the ball's going to go and you have that dude, which maybe Pascal's going to be that dude but in the postseason. And that, but and no, you, but yeah. those are the times that he has yeah. to be that dude. Like that's what I mean. Yeah. Like those yeah. are the times where it's like, ah, I right, do this for me. <laughs> finish this off for me save me real quick right but i can't do that to him for the entire game i know if he's on the court 39 minutes i can't do that to him for 35 minutes interesting conversation around freddie all right let's move to og now um i think it's fair to say that defensively we just sort of know yeah. we kind of know right but that's what he's got that's what he's got to lead with yes yes, yes. he can't let he similar can't, to another player we're going to talk about too yeah because he he he's that's what he brings that nobody else brings right mm-hmm. so even on the nights he's not getting shots or not making shots or just not whatever it is, 
that can't take away from that. Not at this point in the season. No. Because there's nobody else that can defend their best player like you. Yeah. That's the thing I need from you more than anything. That's what's going to make guard you a star. Tomorrow. He is going yes. to guard Joel That's what tomorrow. I'm saying. That's crazy to me. That's so his, his effort on guarding Joel can't yeah. change if he's not getting shots. Because if, he, if it does, Joel is going to have a field day. It's going to take mm-hmm. his mental capacity and all of his effort to guard the guy who could very well be the MVP this year. He has a chance to be. I don't know if he's going to win it, but I'm just saying he, he's in the conversation. Yeah. So if that type of caliber player walks in the building, me getting shots, making shots cannot deter from that. Because mm-hmm. even if, so let's say I'm getting shots and I go three for three from the three-point line, I scored and I have nine, but he's got 16. You know what I mean? Like my efforts got to go towards that. Because if I can bring him below his average, I hurt them more than my nine points do. And I'll get my shots and I'll make those or whatever. Like, but I'm just saying, like, the first approach to this has got to be do that. And that's going to make me play better anyway, because I'm not, not concentrating on the other things. That just becomes part of the game. What's different about OG is that some players, you ask them to play with energy and there won't be much of a material outcome outside of they're playing hard and that's good and like they're not getting beaten, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But with OG, when he plays hard and he's engaged, you see steals, yeah. you see rebounds, yeah. you see physicality, you see him like taking over games um, in a way that few players can do it on the defensive end. Exactly. And you can just see it. Because It's crazy it. to me. He just falls into it. Like, there's no thought process. His instinct is so good on that side that it's, like, very healthy Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? Like, we saw Mm him. I remember the play in Toronto when when he dove backwards to steal the ball. Do you remember this play? Dove, like, laid out, flat, straight out, steal it. Against OKC? Was it against OKC? Maybe that's – yeah, whoever it was. Whoever it was, though. Like, that type of play. Like, dudes don't make plays like that. Yeah. Like that's not normal. You know what I mean? Mm. That's like I have an instinct and I have a an ability that I've that I've been able to hone over all this time. Hold on, I'm losing my head. <laughs> it's um, all good. Um, but it I was have, against Minnesota. That's, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. But like that type of play, yeah. Like OG has the the he makes those type of plays. Yes, that's why the mm. comparison was of that. That's what they saw the instinct and yeah. the way he affected the game and the size and all that too. But like that's what brings that comparison to him. And OG, OG has all of those tools to change the game without mm-hmm. scoring a bucket. But I can stop a bunch of buckets, and I can create a bunch of other buckets for my teammates. And then a lot of these steals turn into dunks on fast breaks, which leads to better rhythm on my jump shot because I've seen three layups go in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is why he has to lead with his best thing because they make mm-hmm. everything else better. On the offensive side of the ball, OG, he has been scoring the ball better. 100%. Um, whether it's health, whether it's rhythm, comfort today. I was just saying to you before we started recording that he was working with uh, Earl Watson. It was a lot of just like mid-range. Yeah. Great dude. Um, from what I, all accounts from what yeah. I understand, yeah. at least I don't know him very well personally. But... I played with him too. I've talked that before. But oh I yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah you did. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of mid-range. It was scoring from different spots from the 45, from the, the high post, counters. I think it's fair to say that, you know, especially with OG and his role, and this is the guy I was talking about when we were talking about Pascal, like, what is your role? I can see a case where he's going to get, you know, four or five, six attempts at scoring because teams are going to be like, we're not going to let Pascal lose this. We're not going to let Fred do that. And Mm -hmm. we're going to decide that we're going to make OG beat us. Mm -hmm. Can he score in those chances? That's my takeaway from what his role is going to be and how, how we could level up at it. Can you hit those opportunities? The threes, 
I, I, there's reason to believe with how he's been shooting. Seems like he's healthy. He's, the threes are going to continue to, to drop, right? Mm-hmm. The energy side, we know that. Offensive rebounding, great. Early post-ups, mm-hmm. bully ball, cool. But those attempts, that's like an eight-point mm-hmm. swing that a team didn't account for. Yeah. You know? And this goes back into what we're talking about, being prepared. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. He's got to know that that's coming. Mm-hmm. That's what gives him the best chance to execute him by knowing it can't be caught by surprise. He can't be caught by surprise. Yeah. And we're also talking about a guy who asked for an expanded space. Uh-huh. So this is where you this is where you earn that. Yeah. You don't earn the playoffs make everybody. The playoffs change everything. You yeah. do something in the playoffs, it changes the outlook on everything because it's winning time and mm-hmm. the value is up. There's a lot of regular season greats. A lot of them. It's a lot of guys who go who go crazy in the regular season. And now when we get in the playoffs and you're like honed in on, yeah. it's hard. That's why it's hard for like, that's why it's hard for guys who like play a role like I play. Like if you're if you're a shooter, that's your role. And that's what you give us. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard on guys like that because we can we can find a way to take you out of the game and get topside you. I remember we played Cleveland when I was in Indiana and LeBron literally topsided me for a whole series. Just stood in front of me in the corner to make sure I couldn't come off the baseline and create any space on any screens. He just sent me back door the whole whole series. Face guarded me, like looked at me dead in my face. He's forcing you to help, right? No. Or what was he he's, doing? He was he just was face guarding me. So like he's Damn. he's sending me to the bait to the, the baseline where I can't come off screens because mm-hmm. that's what I create the most habit. So if I get off the screen, I can catch and shoot, or the big's got to be high, I can catch and pass, or I bring two to the ball. Like, that's what I, that's the gravity I bring off of that because I shoot it well. So yeah. he's like, we're going to take away the gravity. I'm going to just face guard you, and they're going to play four on four behind me. Mm. That's what he did to me. Pointed it out, saying he called it out to play this being called wild face guard me. <laughs> oh, he was that's that time. So like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like that type of thing. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. face guard it. I'm sending them baseline. Y'all take care of that without me. So yeah. now consequently, like I'm I'm still moving, but I'm not causing him to exert no energy either. Yeah, you're not <clears> causing now, havoc anymore. Because now we got to go away from this because we can't waste 10 seconds of the shot clock to try to get you off both sides of the floor. Like we we gotta go. So if you ain't was nothing a coming, bench mob year, right? Bench mob year? No, this happened in before I got to Toronto. Oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't guard me like that when I was in Toronto. That's why I made threes against them because they didn't guard me like that. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in when I was in in Indiana, they did that to me. Okay. Because I also had a track record for going off on Cleveland. 
So he was calling out plays back then too. Yeah, no, no, he's yeah, he's been like that. <laughs> what does that feel like? I mean, he's not the only one that does it. Let's no. let's be clear about that too. Like, yeah. it's just highlighted because of who he is and the talent level he does have. So like, yeah. it's just another thing that you got to deal with. Like, I got to deal with him being two hundred and whatever, handling the ball, running like a locomotive, mm-hmm. doing all these other mm-hmm. things, passing, shooting, and I got to deal with the fact that he's mentally engaged too. Because there's a lot of guys we talked about that are athletic and freaks on the basketball court, but they're not mentally engaged. So I'm yeah. going to have 10 minutes of the game where I ain't even got to worry about him because he's checking himself. I don't have mm. to worry about that with LeBron. LeBron's uh, like the one thing I give him credit for. He's uh, as alert on the basketball floor as anybody that I've ever played against. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like he's check, he's he's dialed in. And like we yeah. said, that's the biggest part of this because we've seen athletic guys before. He just figured out how to utilize everything that he has. His brain is different. They call, him a, they call him a basketball computer. I saw Isaiah yeah. Thomas talk about that with him. He was like, like the one thing we don't know about him, it's like, where did he come from? Like, why is he like that? Because he was like, no offense to his coaches, but like he doesn't come from this great line of coaches that taught him these habits and did all these things for him. Yeah. Like he's like, no offense to his high school coach, but his high school coach, like I don't know his name. And he said, that's to my point. No offense to him, but like he didn't go to Duke and play for Coach K. Or sure. Roy Williams or Dean Smith, like Michael Jordan came from, and then come in the league and he didn't play for Phil Jackson or Phil Collins mm-hmm. or like he doesn't come from Popovich or like who made like what where does this come from? And it's just like will, like I want to be the greatest, and that shows you that that's unmasked. If that's what you want, then that's what you're gonna be. That's why well, that's why what I said about Pascal at the beginning of the year when he said you wanted to be top five, I believe it because you have to to say that that means you know what comes with it. Did you see a difference in LeBron and his alertness in regular season versus postseason? Yeah. Did you just see something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He has his nights. He has his nights in the regular season where he's like, sure. it's like Draymond said. He's like, I have a time. He said, I have a hard time getting out of my bed in March. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, because what I've seen and, and knowing mm. what it takes, it's like there are some nights where like it's like, bro, we gotta do this again. Yeah. Like, can we just get to the good part? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we see it. And he does his whole bit on Instagram going dark. He does his whole bit or whatever. But like, <laughs> you know, like it but is different. truth though. to it. There's but it's, di- yeah, it. no, no, it's truth yeah. to it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You got to lay the blueprint out. Like, yeah. I'll holla- I holla- let y'all after I lift this trophy up. <laughs> Al Horford was on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast the other day. And he cited a moment. It was um, game seven. right what year it was. But uh, game seven, two minutes left. And he's like, we're all on the court. It's me. It's Tatum, it's Jalen Brown, it's Marcus Smart and myself, and we are gassed. It's a close game. We're gassed. We're so tired. And like mentally, physically, we're just drained. And then we look over at LeBron. He's just sitting on the scorer's table. It looks like he's fresh as a daisy. Mind you, at the same time, he's played almost every single minute. And he's involved in every single action. He is the play. You talk about that? That's what he is. He does all of that. And here is this man, ignorant as hell, just like la di da da two minutes left, fourth quarter, game seven. And, of course, the Cavaliers won. That is, like, man, like, that is one of the things that you got to give them credit for. Like, between him and Stephen Curry, they are the best conditioned mm. basketball players we've ever seen up to this day. Like, for the capacity, for, like, the usage of a game and what they do throughout a season and, a, and to be yeah. able to – to stay to, to hold that level throughout a whole game and a series mm. and a there's not a lot of guys who have like who, who John Stockton's the only one the other one I can think of he yeah. missed like he missed like how many games his whole career 
like 18 or something, and like 12 of them will win one season because of an injury. It's wild. It is. Yeah. And he didn't even yeah. have what they have now. Like, there's not a lot of guys. I mean, there's other guys. Oh, who was another one that was they called the Iron Man. Uh, AC Green was another yeah. guy like that. But, like, as far as, like, really conditioning. And LeBron always talked about this. I'll give him credit for that, too. He talked about being available was, like, one of his biggest strengths. Everybody talks about He was like, I'm available, though. It doesn't matter if I have all these talents if I'm not available. I'm available for my team to use these talents every night. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. He's on the court, man. He's on the court. Came back from an injury through um, his LeBron ways and also some magical doctors, some magical healing. You see those quotes about the, him Le- the LeBron of feet. <laughs> LeBron of feet. That's what the he said. I went, to, have not I went seen to go see the LeBron James. from an injury so quickly. You know, I don't yeah. want to get all over LeBron. We're just we're talking about how the great man. He, is. he is great, but it was a funny. Quote. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was funny. The situation was funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's like um, it's also funny because it's part true. And it's like, because he's talking like that, but at the same time, you know he's joking, but it's like, I'm also not joking. Yeah. It, yeah I yeah, am yeah. LeBron James, and I saw the LeBron James with feet, and like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's it's it's, it's almost hard to, I don't even know how to <laughs> break it. Yeah. 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 It's and then funny. people get upset about it because it's true, though. That's what's funny. Uh-huh. People's reaction to it is what's funnier to me about it. It's like, you're upset because he's telling the truth because people, they like, be humble. He's like, I'm not boasting. I'm telling the truth. Like I told the truth. Like I didn't make up exactly. a story to make myself look bigger. I just told you what happened. Like, yeah, deal with it. Like I am LeBron James. Like, yeah. it's like with Kobe. People didn't like Kobe for certain reasons that I didn't understand. It's like they think he's like. It was like I think he's arrogant. I was like, well, why do you think he's arrogant? He thinks he's the best. Well, is he? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, is he? Like, why does he, you upset for him thinking that way? Like, and that says a lot about you. Cause like you obviously don't think that way. Maybe you're not as confident. Maybe you wish you had that confidence. See, that's how you switch it around. And both people walk away saying, thinking that they're right. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Ego still intact or out or. Yeah. Delusion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Side tangent. Um, But back to OG. FYI, if you're curious, this season, he technically shoots 41% on drives, but since the All-Star break, 46%. Say it again. So, I'm sorry. Who? Who's, I missed it. OG. 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 Oh, I'm, sure, I'm making yeah. sure we're still in the same person. I was just I making sure I was still yeah. with you. Okay, okay. <laughs> so again, sure. 41% on drives over the season, but since the All-Star break, 46%. So right. these are the possessions that we're talking about. You know, Essentially those random every ones. other drive. Yes. Yeah. That's that's very good, man. Um, that's the kind of stuff that lifts your team and gives you, like I said, another eight, ten points in a game yeah. that people that they did not account for. Now, yeah. if everyone's doing their job, you're humming, and you know, get get a few cuts. Um, his, his activity on both ends is really important. Mm-hmm. Defensively, obviously, but him off ball is very important. Him seeking out early post ups when he's already, you know, when a ball goes up and he can leak out a little bit, get someone small on him. Get a few easy buckets, like that's important too. It's funny that we keep talking about everybody doing their job. Cause like if you look at championship teams or anybody that's won a championship, you look at this team when they won a championship in uh, a couple years ago. Everybody did that they won because everybody did their job. Like everybody, mm-hmm. every every opportunity that a guy was um that was presented to him, he executed in it in certain points of the game. So like mm-hmm. nobody did anything outside of themselves. Like Freddie making yeah. big shots, he had done that. 
Pascal making his running the floor, catching up a top finish at the rim, his spin moving the lane. He had done that. It's just when it was time to execute it. Kawhi had done all the things. He didn't do anything different. He wasn't playing like Steph Curry all of a sudden. Kyle wasn't playing different. You know what I mean? Like nobody did anything outside of themselves. They just, mm-hmm. when it was their chance, when they presented themselves, they executed. That's the biggest part of this. Like the talent level yeah. is not the problem. It's yeah. being at that level when I need you to be. So then moving to, I'm not sure why I said it that way. Moving to, moving to Scotty Barnes. What's yeah. his role on this team now? What do you think? The first thing is he's, he's the fire, right? He's like the energy. Like he's the, he's another part of like, like Freddie brings that in, but he is like yeah. a living, breathing heartbeat because he brings that enthusiasm, the yelling, the, 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 the trash talking, a little bit of a swagger to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And he can touch every part of the game. Yeah. So like, I think it's more so just activity, just being present because there's so many things that can be presented to him that he can execute on. He just mm-hmm. has to be aware of it. Like I can't give it one thing. Cause like yeah. tonight, it, like in a series, like one night it might be, you have to guard another night because of the game playing change and you might be the point guard. Mm-hmm. Another night you might be going to in the post. Another night you might just have to make five standstill wide open threes. Cause they decided you was yeah. going to have to be the one to do this today. Now like, we need you to hit those exactly. uh, jumpers from the nail because yeah, they're zoning exactly. up and we need you to score from there. And he's so young yeah. that like he's still like we talked about um early on the episode with his with his trainer about he's still picking apart his all NBA attributes. Yeah. Like he he we know he had the the skill level to be molded into an all being NBA guy. He's still picking out and picking out the big strength and the big mm-hmm. he's just got all these bits and pieces that work really well. And at some point it might just be that he's great at everything. But right now. He's really good at a lot of things. So he's just yeah. got to understand which thing is the good thing right now. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that I need to use right now? And that's his yeah. biggest thing. And his energy. His energy's got to be unmasked every night. And I think yeah. he's enthusiastic most nights. I think he, he brings that. Yeah. So not really worried mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, something I wrote down was like his defense should lead to his offense mm-hmm. in a way. And I think Thad Young, he talked about this a few months ago. With Scotty's like we know that he's got the, the the skill on the offensive side. It's like, but once you lock in on defense, especially with how the Raptors play, and sometimes you know it is going to be the matchup that Scotty can expose, just like it was the Miami Heat. Like he had a great game because they identified that that's where we're going to hurt you. All right, but sometimes it won't be that, and you can't fade. You start then yeah. with your defense. Yeah. That's how you get yourself in the game. And then his cutting, um, the discipline, the focus, the lock-in has to be there. And you start that on defense. The reason, and that's other, the reason he has to leave with that, because there's some nights you'll see, there's some nights he might not get a shot till like six, seven minutes in the game. Yeah. So he's got to find a way to keep himself in rhythm and present in the situation. So when that shot mm-hmm. comes, he's not thinking, man, I haven't got a shot yet. He's just thinking like it hasn't presented yeah. itself yet. I'm just playing the game. Because when you start thinking, man, I haven't got a shot, then you go force one. Yeah. And that was, and if you miss that fourth shot, it can change the rhythm of your night real fast. And now you got to fight an uphill battle. You can get out of it, but mm-hmm. why put yourself in the hole for no reason? Something I find interesting is like you could have an open shot and maybe it's an eight point game, right? And you're a wide, you're wide open. You feel like you could make it, but then you think, hmm, you know, this is what I am as a three point shooter. It's early shot clock. We could really use a good possession because the momentum mm-hmm. we're on the road, for instance, mm-hmm. the momentum's kind of shifting. It's like, do I take this shot or does someone else take that shot? Do I wait? I'm not saying he does this all the time, but there have been cases, sure, 
where he's taking a shot. It may be a little bit ill-advised and mm-hmm. it's regular season. It's fine. But playoff time, his discipline in terms of being a playmaker and also his shot selection. And mm-hmm. it may even be like uh, not even that many shots sometimes, but the yeah. shots you take have to be within the flow of the offense. And yeah. something that is really important as well is who are the people that should be taking the shots at those uh-huh. specific moments within a possession within a frame of a game, whatever way it's going. If you're flowing, if you're up by 20 or whatever, yeah. you know, the, the ball's moving, then take your shot, but yeah. extra level of Understand being it. in tune. Yeah. Of being in tune to a game. Understanding that like, so like, let's just take the play. You just can't, you just named. He's wide open yeah. in the three point line. So like knowing that he's not really making his threes right now. And that's not saying he's not confident in shooting them. He just understands where he's at right now. So he, the development of him mentally is understanding, all right, I'm wide open. So if I take this ball to the corner, to the wing that's there to do a dribble handoff, it's essentially yeah. a two-on-one. Mm-hmm. So when I flip it into him and set a screen and I roll, either the guy I screen for is wide open or I'm wide open because we just played two-on-one. Yeah, exactly. Wide, I don't have a defender guarding me. So when I roll, I'm going to be wide open. Now I'm in a rhythm shot that I'm much more comfortable taking. Or mm-hmm. I'm catching it on the roll down to go dunk it yeah. instead of having to take a three. Or I just got Gary Trent Jr. a wide open 18 footer. One or the other. Like now that's the development mm. of this mentally. Like it's like you see Draymond pick and choose what threes he takes up there. He knows he's not shooting it great. He's not a great yeah. shooter. So like he just moves it. He just keeps it going because you know I they're not guarding me. I take it to the other side. Now the guy that's trying to guard me is chasing me. He's late when I go to the screen. He uses them not guard. I think the worst thing that defenses do is not guarding him. Yeah. I really believe that. Like, I think it makes because, like, the Warriors, yeah, yeah, what they with the Warriors, shooting they have, yeah, yeah, and what they do, all those guys running around, he gets to just look at everything without anybody in his face. Sure, makes passes with no pressure. He does the drop thing he does with Steph, where he just drops the ball and screens. (laughs) It's because nobody's guarding him. Yeah, so like he can just leave the ball there and go do whatever he wants, and then (laughs) Steph just runs. I think that's like I'm like, how is nobody looking at it that way? I mean, I'd love that kind of chemistry to be to be developed with the, a Scotty yeah, yeah, yeah. and a Fred, guys that have that shooting gravity. A Scotty and yeah. a Gary. Actually, let's move to Gary right now because I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory with Scotty. You know, his time is going to come, but in this playoffs coming up, if they want to make some kind of noise, if they want to, you know, at least get in, into the playoffs, that kind of stuff. Him being as malleable as he is and as disciplined as he can be. Those are the keys and also his energy. That's kind of the gist of it. But there will be moments, phases of a game, five, six minute stretches where it's going to be like, Scotty, go. Yeah. yeah. Go do and your thing. And he's got to recognize it. We yeah. can't tell him. Yeah. He got to yeah. see it happening. Definitely. We can't tell him. Yeah. We yeah. can't wait for somebody to tell him. No. Can't let two possessions go by. Yeah. It's like, man, I should have took advantage of that. Nah, we got, we yeah. need every possession right now. At practice today, uh, Nick Nurse said that Gary is questionable still, so he may not play tomorrow, but he is getting close. Uh, the nature of the injury, it's like a it's a muscle elbow sort of thing, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it continues to be flaring up. It doesn't sound great, but then Nick did say, he's like, but we do expect him back shortly. So hopefully he's back. Obviously, we yeah. kind of know that uh, he's going to be the scorer off the bench. That's what is uh, expected of him at this point. And also when he comes in, I mean, really it's just like when you come in, be ready to shoot. And sometimes he comes in and people have commented saying, you know, he's not even looking to pass. I'm like, I don't mind. He's not supposed to. I'm fine. That's I'm not fine. my, I'm fine with that's, that. That's not my job. Yeah. Like there's obvious moments where you want him to yeah, pass. But... You know, I don't want you to do something stupid, but like your job yeah. is to come in here and be aggressive. Yeah. You're a punch. You got to come off there looking to knock people's heads off, off that bench. 
Mm. Like if I'm checking in the game off the bench and I'm him and we up eight, I'm trying to make it 18. And he can. I'm, I'm so aggressive. Like, and then I'm yeah. so aggressive that it, me being that aggressive will show me the passes to make because the passes will be blatant. Yeah. Like the reason he, the way he becomes a guy that averages four assists a game is being aggressive with his shot mm-hmm. because now people got to come help. Big's got to be up higher. So I hit the pocket passes, things like that. If I'm not yeah. aggressive, there's no place for me to pass it. So now nobody gets anything out of this. I'm just out there. Yeah. Like this is, this is, this is who he has to be, especially in the playoffs. We don't need that punch. Definitely. Like imagine, imagine the way the home games, the way the crowd turns when he comes off the bench and comes in and score hits three threes in a row. How that arena changes the way that game goes. Yeah. Like there's much more to this than just that. The way the team in, yeah. and then that in, that in turn affects the whole team now. Like these are the type of punches that he got to throw, and you need him to, and he's capable. And this is why I think you know they were doing this when they were everyone was healthy, but then injuries happen, and that's how it goes. But they were allowing Scotty and Gary to be like the one-two punch yeah. in some of those bench lineups. And I just love the idea. You have one of your best perimeter threats, then you have Scotty going back to his like his dribble handoff role, yeah. but also he's still a downhill threat. And they were, you know, their two-man game was great. And like Scotty's a great screener. Gary's coming off those screens. He has space. He's rolling into his mid-range pull-ups. And then from there, all of a sudden now he's finding a corner three-point shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could be, you know, the the root of how they roll uh with their some of their bench heavy lineups. You know, Scotty checks out early, then maybe Precious or uh Chris, they they come in and then Gary comes in late. That is a goal. good fit. That is yeah, a good way man. to do it. I think I think yeah, it's me. I bring Chris in early because I want I, I want pressures with Scotty and um and Gary for rim protection. Yeah, for rim protection for another screener, big screener out there. And we yeah. talking about Chris being the better shooter. So I want Chris with the other guys that make space. I want him with Freddie and Pascal. Mm-hmm. So I want him to be out there where I can utilize his strengths. I want him to be out there with good passers and space makers because he's a good catch-and-shoot guy, especially in the yeah. corners. That's where he's going to be in Pascal's isos and in Yakin, uh, Freddie's pick-and-rolls. He's going to be spaced. That's why I mm-hmm. want him here. I want Precious with the other guy because Precious is going to run and screen and he can catch off, he can catch and go, he can do other things, but for rim protection, especially in his physicality. Um, That's yeah. just the way I see that. I'm, I'm not the coach. That's just the way I see it. I think you're spot on, though. I think you're onto something. <laughs> I think you got something there. His, seen a lot of, uh, I just seen a lot of basketball. Let's put it like that. <laughs> seen a lot, done a lot. Man. Chris Boucher on the, the pod last week, uh, it was the conversation was going around, you know, his player recently, and uh, it came up like, you know, what is he shooting from three since, like, January? And uh, I hollered it out to him. It was, like, 37 38% or something like that. And he's like, hmm, you see? You see, he said it was going to turn around at some point. Yeah. And to his credit, uh, it has. So yeah. not yeah. worried about it at all. Like no, he knows no. what he do. He know the work he put it in. Like, yeah, it just happens. Like you go through, yeah. like, you I mean, it's a lot of games, a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't, you can't let that make you sink. You know, and you just keep working, keep your routines and you stay confident, stay faithful in, in your work. The energy is going to be there. I uh, There were yeah, some yeah. cases in game six against the 76ers where he was pretty much told by the 76ers, we want to burn the run you off the line and we want to see you attack the Make rim. a play, yeah. And he did it. And that's going to be something that he's going to be tested with again. For uh, sure. The 76ers were one matchup mm-hmm. that uh, he was able to do it, right? But um, and he actually hasn't been asked to do it too much yeah. 
but I think you know we, he's on the court 22 yeah. minutes, 25 especially, minutes. That could come up for him. Yeah, especially if you get to the playoffs. Like yeah. he might he might be able to kind of stay catching, shooting through this run to try to get. But when he gets in the playoffs and everything's detailed, mm-hmm. I'm running him off the line, and then I'm I'm making sure somebody comes help. So he got to make a decision. I want to yeah. test his decision making. Like not that he can take one dribble and go dunk it. I know he can go do that. He's long. He can, he's athletic. Yeah. But I want him. I want him to have to make a play. I'm gonna run him off the line. I'm gonna uh-huh. make sure people come to protect the rim. So he's got to see. He's got to make euros. He's got to do all that extra stuff. That's what I want to make him do. If I'm the other coach, like if we being honest, same thing with Precious on his catch and goes. Like I don't want no straight lines where because he, he can go finish over the top of whoever it is. I want to make him make a play, mm. not just a drill play where it's catch and shoot or just get by the guy, get right to the rim. I want to make them make. I mean, all those guys, Gary, Chris, and Precious, uh, we talked about some of them already, but is there anything else that sticks out for you that you want to see them get a little bit better um, or focus in on uh, heading into the playoffs slash plan? Um, I don't want to call Gary? it getting getting better at a fight. I just know they got yeah, to understand. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I'm just saying they got to understand because I don't want to make it seem like they're not doing some of the things we're saying. Yeah, that's only yeah, I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely doing some. That's why there's been success. It's obviously there's a little bit mm-hmm. of, but it's been success because they do the things. But the biggest thing is like the attention we talked about, understanding how important they are. Like don't let you know, don't let it turn into a, like we're just gonna lean on the starters type thing. Sure. Like carry your role, like Pascal carry his role. Like mm-hmm. you checking the game, you carry that. Like yo. I'm needed. I need to do this. I don't need. It's no. Mm-hmm. I'll see what they give me. Like, no. Do what you will, not what you can. Like, go yeah. at it. Attack. Be the play. Like we talked about. Be the play. Love that saying. Within your realm, within your side of your game, be the play. Yeah. Like, everybody got to be that. Like, know what it is you do and mm-hmm. execute it. If you're a rim protector, everybody that drive got to see you. If that's what you are, obviously within means of being of being capable. Like, don't go do nothing stupid and fly it out all the place and knock somebody sure, over. Sure. But yeah. like, understand that you're the rim protector. Mm-hmm. Be there. Somebody get baseline. Be there. And they got to do their job so you can do your job, though. If we forcing baseline, people can't be getting middle. So the wings, I'm telling. If I'm precious, I'm telling them. If you if you make them go where they're supposed to go, I'm gonna be there. Help yeah. me help you. If they supposed to go baseline, send him there. I'm here. He going to see me. That's what. That's the way the conversation got to go. Mm-hmm. Got to reassure everybody in their roles. If you open, it's coming to you. You got to make it, though. Do some players struggle with the idea of being a screener? I, don't, I think it's more about being anxious to get the ball so they'll get out of it too early. And then some guys, they, do, they struggle with it because they don't want to get hit because you got to hit somebody to be a screener. Yeah. Like, it's like the physicality part of it. Like, I think... But I think once you understand, like once you have real success at being a screener, you understand it. Hmm. Like, like Stephen Curry became a good screener because he realized he was getting in more shots. Like yeah. he wasn't, the physicality that he carried in his screening, he did not carry that early in his career. Yeah. They talk, and now people talk about how strong he is now. They talk about the change in it. And you can see the change in his body, it's changing his strength or whatever. But like, oh, yeah, man. That's, so he can take, <laughs> that's so you can take the hits that people are giving you and so you can, so you can inflict pain too. Yeah, I need to be able to screen some people to cause confusion, and to cause switches, and mm-hmm. or use my my gravity. Screen this big so we can throw this live because my guy's not helping. Nobody's helping off me. I mm-hmm. know that, so I need to be able to screen. 
is it easier to screen a taller player in terms of trying to create an advantage out of it? I mean, it's like anything. You can, it's easier to hit a bigger target. <laughs> so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, this is Sorry, how Sorry, my bad. When the ball handler is taller, is it easier to get offense out of a pick and roll when the player is taller versus being shorter? So we're talking like a Fred versus Scotty. If whoever's guarding uh, Scotty or Fred, is it easier to get offense out of the play when the ball handler is Fred versus Scotty or whatever? I don't know if it's easier. I think it's a matchup thing. Because, like, Scotty, like, we talked about him being up there playing point guard. He sees stuff that other guards don't Mm -hmm. see because of his size. But at the same time, if they're showing out on the pick and rolls and it's Freddie, Freddie's getting around corners that Scotty's not getting around because Freddie's down lower and faster and stretching the defense out a different way. So Mm -hmm. it depends on the way the team is playing. If they ain't a drop, I think having Scotty is great because now Scotty gets to attack the big. It's not Fred. Even though Fred's shooting dang near 70% from at the rim – yeah. Still having a 6'10 guy attacking that rim is different. Yeah. The edges now, are they, different. Yeah. Now, if they're yeah. showing out high, I want Fred because I want Fred to be able to beat around that corner or stretch the big out. Yeah. They switch. But then we also look at if they're in the drop and I got Fred coming off, Fred shoots a three. So, like, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, it, they right, represent right. their own challenge to the defense. That's true. It's like, who's your drop big? If it's like yeah. some sort of forward, for instance, and they're thinking, yeah. let's make sure that Fred can't get to the rim and this person keep exactly. up. Well, how about we're going to make Scotty now? We're going to make Scotty yeah. our ball handler now. But like, you got to keep him at bay. Let's say like if it's, if it's Jokic in the pick and roll, you know they drop oh, we it. Know, oh, we know that story, man. I want Freddie Fred, I want, I want Fred yeah. in the pick yeah. and roll because yeah. either he's going to be too far back or he's going to be too high. He doesn't win yeah. in either way. He's going to be in no man's land and I'm going to be able to do whatever mm-hmm. I want. Like, that's how I'm looking at it. Now, if I'm looking at a really active mobile big and I got Scotty in it, I think he has an advantage because now if the guy can stick with him at the rim, Scotty can hit him with a shoulder. Scotty can make a move down there. Exactly. Scotty can do different things. And Scotty can still see the floor. Yeah. Not, no, no offense to Fred, but he can see it greater. No, for sure. Yeah, it's just, you know, matchups, right? Like, for yeah, instance, I was know, thinking my about man's vertically the... challenged. <laughs> His heart is seven feet tall, though. Facts, 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 facts. For instance, the teams that the Raptors could play in the plan. You got the Bulls, you got the Heat, you got uh, the Nets, and you got the Hawks. So of those three team, four teams, four of three of them have a ver- very vertical traditional center. Capella, mm-hmm. Vucevic, and sorry, no, two of them, right? Those two. But then the other teams, you got Nick Claxton and you got Bam. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can just see with what we we're just talking about that Capella and Vucevic, you want to use Fred, mm-hmm. right? However, with and Bam's like a ridiculous defender, so it may not even matter. But it, at least yeah, with Claxton, for sure, you want to use Scotty because yeah. he's going to be able to bully ball his way down yeah. to the rim, while Claxton may have an easier time keeping up with Fred because of just the matchups. Mm-hmm. But then also we look at who's guarding Fred too. So I might still use Fred against Claxton because if I get a switch. I just post up the guy that they switched on. Mm-hmm. This is the other position that this this yeah. you present, like the other the way you present this. So, right. if I got a guard Fred size guarding Fred, let's say uh, Patty Mills is guarding Fred, and they switch, I'm gonna keep running that because they switch it. Yeah, now you get the seal. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ever going yeah. back to. I'm not using Scotty yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, or if the help side they try and compensate for the fact that that happened, Patty Mills, Jakubert, and now there's a matchup somewhere else. See, this is this is the fun part of basketball. Yeah, it's a these puzzle. Are, these are yeah, these are so it's chess, fun. chess and checkers. Yeah. Like we just played a Love game. Like, yeah, 
be just switching out numbers and jerseys. Like, all right, this is what they got in there. All right, so we're gonna do it this way. Uh-huh. And that's what that's what's become the main attack now with the game, right? We just like that's why you don't see a lot of plays and a lot. They call it organized pickup a lot now because, but we gotta have the type of guys that understand that that don't just take that freedom as freedom to do whatever they want. Yeah. All right. Final person we're gonna talk about, and there's gonna be more, you know, playoff conversations. But I thought this is just a really fun way to kind of get ahead of it. Um, conversation has gone exactly how I thought it would. It's been very fun. CJ Yak. All right. So what do you think his, his role is on the team? Maybe self-explanatory, but yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, it's really him just doing what he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. being solid, rim protecting, screening and rolling, communicating. Like I, I don't really have any. Yeah. Right now, the way he's playing and what he's added, I can't really take. It's just that. It's just yeah. yak being yak, like, mm-hmm. and he and I think I can say it like that because he under we there's proof that he understands who he is completely. You know what I mean? Like we that's what, what that's what is that's what his <laughs> game that's what his game yeah. even says to you. Like yeah. you watch him play and it's like oh he knows who he is because yeah. he he's not flashy. I'm not doing I'm not trying nothing. I'm doing this every night. I'm coming in. I'm screening. I'm rolling. I'm rim protecting. Mm-hmm. Um, making the right extra pass. I'm moving the ball. I'm not trying nothing. It don't even matter what my matchup is. I'm doing what I do. Like, you know, I don't care what you're talking about. And yeah. that's the one thing I can say about Yak that I give him. Now, I'm not saying that about everybody else. I'm just saying Yak's game, he simplified. Sim- simplicity is genius. He simplified it to the point of that It you can try to crack the code if you want to. I'm just letting you know there's no code. Like, yeah, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. bury you. Like, I'm just going to bury you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to protect the rim. I'm going to run. I'm going to roll like I'm not changing. I look at Steven Adams like that. Like I'm strong as an ox. This is what I do. Doesn't matter. He's dependable. Yeah. Dependable. And Yak's got a better touch than Steven Adams. Yak's yeah. got the push, the push shot. Two things I want to ask you about Yak. What is it goes into being able to finish um, from five to 10 feet, for instance, with his push out, with his floater. Um, we've been seeing that trend happen a little while, a little bit now that teams are realizing, you know, Yak, a great uh, offensive player around the rim. Once he gets ahead of steam towards the basket on that pick and roll, then it's a problem. But if you're able to, you know, add in another low man or you're able to, you know, just clog the paint a little bit more. And now he has mm-hmm. to be put in a position where he has to, you know, finish a little bit further away from the basket. And that's going to be, you know, while he's with the Toronto Raptors, I'm sure that's going to be what they're going to be asking him to do. Okay, can you hit, you know, a, sh- a few shots further away from the basket, you know, nail area, whatever the case is, that's where, that's what he should be striving for. But right now, what could a player like him do with, when he's working with, you know, Jamal McGlure, Big Cat and so forth, what are you doing to drill that stuff to make sure that you're comfortable? That's what the Milwaukee Bucks did, right? When they faced off a little while ago and he was challenged, especially with Brooke Lopez, who's so imposing, DJ hit this shot now and he struggled with it. No big deal, but I pose it to I, you. It's the same. Be prepared. Just rep it out. You watch the film and see like, this mm-hmm. is what people are going to try to present to you. But what's the rep though? Uh, no, this is what I'm saying. So like we rep out what you do, obviously what you do well. Yeah. And so we're going to get some reps of the shot. They're trying to make you take. And then we're going to get reps to show you that you don't have to take it. We're going to get reps to show you how to get to your shot in this position. Mm. So, like, if we're going to say they side, they decide they want to force you into an elbow jump shot, 
They know you catching it there and then they backing up. We're going to work on some moves that allow you to get back to your spot from there anyway. So you don't turn around and think, oh, I got to shoot it because I'm open. We're yeah. going to work on two dribbles to the right and a spin back. Or we're going to work on that push shot off the dribble just so you can take the space. Because the best thing an offensive player can do when a defense tries to give them space like that is take it. Don't settle. Like attack it because there's space. Right. Like they're backing up. We so love space. It. Exactly. Space <laughs> so let's attack the space yeah. and make them and, and, and be the aggressor. But yeah. yeah, you just you just show all the opportunities to them in the rep. So like, all right, we're going to work on the shot a little bit, but I don't want you to settle for this shot if you're not comfortable. I just want to introduce it to you so you're not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to get I don't want you to lean on it too much when we haven't because it takes time to add a shot to your game for real. But yeah. I got to show it to you. So if you if you do have to take one or two, it is, you know, you feel mm-hmm. somewhat familiar. But let's work on how to get to what you want, even with them guarding you a certain way. It's funny, actually, you're talking about this. I uh, came to mind that uh, maybe it was after that Bucks game. I'm not sure, but it came to a point with Nick Nurse and one of his media abilities. He's like, you know, maybe we should get uh, Yak uh, finishing with his left a little bit more. And then the next day at practice, and you know, we only get in at a certain point in practice, but there Yak was. He's actually always one of the last people on the court. There he was working on his left-hand floaters, you know, spin, spin, left hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was it was interesting. That's how it goes. That's how it got to be. A, yeah. That's the way. That's the approach. That's a pro. Pro's going to pro. Last that's thing what, I want to ask that's you. That's what Yak is. That's the yeah. best word from him. He's a pro. He is a pro. That's it. Last thing I want to ask you, is there a difference between a big playing 35 minutes versus a guard or a forward? Because Yak doesn't really hit that that point. And now that could be because the Raptors, you know, they want to give Precious a few minutes or whatever the case is. But he typically only plays like 33, 32 I don't think he's actually hit 35 with the Raptors yet this season. And playing playoffs, the Raptors are obviously much better when he's on the court. You get what I'm getting at. So mm-hmm. is there a difference? Um, I, I, that's, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I think you're, that, you're not seven footer, so I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't really, I can't answer that. Like, I think it's just yeah, the yeah, capacity yeah. that he can take, how good his shape he's in. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. like, is there's more body to move around. So you would think there's more work, but like, if he's worked on it, then it isn't. Like, cause uh, I could be out of shape at this size too. You know what I mean? So, sure. um, I think it's just, it's just different. It's just like everything present the matchups present everything that we're going to have to do. It'll so be I'm really hard. Yeah. It'll be really hard for him if he's got to guard somebody smaller, you know what I mean? No matter how yeah. type of shape he's in, cause he's got to do things he's not used to doing. Yeah. Or like, it'll be really hard for me if I'm in great shape to guard a bigger person because I got to deal with the, 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 the contact now. Like when I was, when you guarding these fours, when you playing out of position and they got a true four, like a big post up four, that's hard on you because you got to take that beating. <laughs> you got to yeah. take those hits, the post ups, the wrestling, the post is way different than me guarding a guy on a perimeter that I can't touch. That's true. I was just looking it up. He has hit 35 plus twice with the Raptors. Um, but, you know, within that, though, I've also heard the Raptors talk about, especially during crunch time, that they still like the idea of Scotty being at the five of the spacing that it provides mm-hmm. and then also you have gary great shot maker on the court that's the difference either you have yak mm-hmm. or you have uh, gary on the court and so they're just going to uh, kind of play it you know as they see fit yeah. um, some of those play-in teams certainly you could see a case where yak maybe isn't on the court actually at the end because you just need gary shooting 
and a playing game, yeah, you're just gonna go with whoever's flowing. If he's yeah, got 35 gotta, or something like that, Gary, you're gonna say, I'm not taking him off the court right now. Yeah, that's the that's what you gotta do. That's the coach's yeah. job. You play the best players and for that situation. Sure. All right, CJ. This went a lot longer than I thought it would have, but it's only because <laughs> it's been a really fun conversation. Hey, we got uh, it done. You know, yeah, definitely we did. Strictly hoops. Yahoo Sports Canada. That's my man, Mass Fresco, on all word, your social word. platforms. You can follow Every me on Twitter at Elmuth underscore man on Twitter. I am on IG, but I don't yeah. post at all. It's just I was about for... to say, even though you're running the Yahoo Sports, <laughs> even though you're doing that. Shh. Yeah. Oh, my bad. My no bad. One, no, no one knows. My bad. My bad. No, it's, it's the not, feds is out. No, no, no. But yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> right. You got to start posting on your page so we can retweet and repost your page. Yes. There's a reason why I don't. But I mean, anyways, it's not a big it deal. It doesn't matter. So, we still, yeah. you still, it's still your face. It's true. Yeah. It's still it's a picture of me from you. Barcelona, actually. Still on you. IG. That was a fun you on Yahoo? Is you on your page? Is <laughs> yeah, you on my yeah. page? It's still you. You the one doing the work. It's doing, we doing what we supposed to be doing. Hell yeah, man. Again, people, fun chat. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. This is going to be actually a fun listen as we go into the playoffs. Like This yeah, is why I wanted to do it now is that we're getting ahead of it. You can listen to this in a week. It's going to be relevant. Week after that's going to be relevant. This is like a playoff preview almost. So thank you, CJ. We are going to check hey, in with you very soon. Always great. Always love, man. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk soon. Peace.